Alright, welcome back, Dragons, to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Kenny Rodder here, and this week we are talking to Joel Chorney, a lawyer down in Tucson, Arizona, who is up to some phenomenal stuff. Hope you guys enjoy it. Just so you know, this was recorded prior to The Force Awakens coming out, so we do talk about that in the future tense instead of the past tense. Alright guys, have a good one. Work out, nerd out. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. All right, welcome back, dragons. We are here with Joel Chorney. Joel, thank you for joining us on the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. My pleasure. You having a good day? Yeah, it's good, you know, dealing with the kid, trying to get her to take a nap. It's all good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. When What do you have got going on right now? Well, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a public defender here in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, that's my day job. Other than that, I'm more, I have a nonprofit called Art with Conviction that's uh, working on changing the way people hear the phrase convicted felon, trying to take the stigma off of it, uh, all of the added meaning from that phrase. And we're doing that by connecting convicted felon artists with the community at large. And so far, what we've been doing is putting on shows featuring their art. We have a show coming up in August in Phoenix at 9, the gallery. Uh, that'll be August uh, 28th and 29th, I believe. Um and uh, more information on that can be found either on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash artwithconviction, or at our website, artwithconviction.org. So we're doing that. Excellent. That's awesome. And that's uh, a very, very worthy cause. And I definitely think it is a, it is a, it's a cause that, number one, we're glad you are champion for, championing for. Um, and I know that any and all convicted felons are thankful to you as well. Let's get started with a little bit of a lighter topic, just so we can all get to know you a little bit better. It's one of my favorite questions, is who's your favorite fictional hero or superhero and why? Ah, that's a great question. Uh, it, it's hands down Iron Man, Tony Stark. Hands down uh, I love that he is, he doesn't care about having a an alter ego. Like he, he there's no reason for him to. It's like yeah, I'm Iron Man and he's awesome and like modesty. There's no need for any of that. I love that about that character. So I like I like the attitude. You love his narcissism. Ah, that's another way to put it. Yeah, sure. No, I I appreciate that that uh, he he. It's I I prefer to call it. Uh, exuberant confidence <laughs> okay <laughs> okay we can go with that and there is something to be said he doesn't need an alter ego because number one he has an army of lawyers that's going to protect his technology um, mm -hmm. as well as let's be honest at least from the movies aside from pepper he really doesn't have any that needs protecting you know spider-man has aunt may and he can't have bad guys going after aunt may 
Yeah, he's kind of unattached. It's true. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how much attention has really been paid to his his team of lawyers protecting his intellectual property, though. I feel like that's a that's a storyline that they should explore more in the yeah. comics. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying that because you're a lawyer nerd like me. Um, it's true. It's true. All right. Getting uh, a little bit more into that, what are you nerding out about right now? Is there a movie or a book, TV show, something you are totally psyched about? Yeah, well, I'm. I mean, of course, episode seven coming out uh, this fall, winter. I'm very excited for. That, is, um, that has been a big theme with our podcasters lately. A lot of people are very, very much looking forward to episode seven. Yeah, and it's it's um, I'm kind of upset about how excited I am about it because I feel like I've been burned at this point three times. <laughs> uh, so I should I should know better, but. I have a lot of faith in in, in J.J. Abrams after what he did with the Star Trek franchise. So, okay, all right. Uh, besides that, I just finished watching season two of Agents of Shield, which I know I'm behind, but I'm very excited for the next season to pick up. Excellent, excellent. Have you checked out Daredevil yet? Yeah, Daredevil was great. Daredevil's that's gonna, so that's good. that's gonna be a good show. Yeah. Can't wait for the next season of that too. Okay. And of course, Flash and Arrow. See, I I watched the first half season of Arrow. I I probably should just pick them up and finish them, binge watch them over a weekend or something. Um, I hear they're great. But I don't see how you can help but do that, sir. I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's uh, it's, I thought it'd be very addicting. I'll I'll have you been that. watching The Flash though? No, I've not. Oh, the Flash is great. I had to cut out a lot of TV, and so yeah. unfortunately, Green Arrow and Flash did not make my cut. I am super excited about Lucifer. I don't know anything about that. Um, essentially, it's the comics are about the devil gets sick of being the devil, so he essentially quits, moves to moves to LA, and opens up a nightclub. Oh, which um, is, of course, what the devil would do. I can't see the devil doing anything else. Right. But the TV show is kind of a cop procedural, uh, and he befriends this cop to solve a murder of one of his friends, and he is the witty, charming castle to this TV show's Beckett. Got um, it. God, so, do you know who they've cast, cast for that character? that role uh for beckett or lucifer for lucifer um yes i actually i i saw the premiere at comic-con i'm gonna feel really bad that i'm actually imdb in this right now so everyone please forgive me well i think it's better than you just making something up <laughs> that's true that is absolutely true uh lucifer is played by tom ellis and oh yeah that guy yeah, Tom Ellis, he's he's been in stuff. But there's also D.B. Woodside, and I love D.B. Woodside. He played, um, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer the last two seasons. No, um, Tom Ellis was also in Buffalo Soldier, and he was Once Upon a Time as Robin Hood in one of the seasons. So he's been around. He's done some stuff. But yeah. Okay. 
So check it out. I'm sure the pilot's leaked online. All right. Um, yeah, it's a good time to be a, be a nerd, be a it comic book nerd, superhero fan. I mean, so much TV, so much TV. No, with all the movies now. Well, I definitely think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has just overwhelmed everything and has just become just a force in and of its own. That is one of the reasons why so many different comic book adaptations are happening. But more yeah. to the serious question of okay. if you had to be... By the way, I find that this is all very serious. As you should. As you should, sir. If you had to be one superhero or supervillain in a battle royale where all superheroes and all supervillains across all universes are put on Earth as it is today and told to battle to the death, who are you and why? Okay. Uh, so. Oh. Uh. I feel like once I say it, it's the obvious answer. It's got to be Dr. Manhattan. I actually had a feeling you were going to say that. It has to be. I mean, it's the, like in a battle royale. He's like the only superhero I can think of has absolutely no weaknesses other than his lack of a personality. But come <laughs> on. It's not actually going to cost him the battle. He gets into this battle and then he's he just bores he everybody. Wins. He wins and doesn't care. It's like, eh. I saw this coming. I knew I'd win. Here I am. World's over around me. Meh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Like, and... I mean, I mean, second to that, I was going to have to say it, was, it would be Superman. Be, because the, the, the guys in Vulnerable, which have you seen this article about how, how um, Batman is a big doofus? And the idea that, that Superman versus Batman is a ridiculous premise that they keep trying to do over and over again. And the only way that they can make it interesting is to actually limit Superman in some artificial way. Because otherwise, of course, Superman wins. Uh, I have not, but I will check that out. I'm assuming the age-old story has always been it's because Batman always has kryptonite. Yeah, sure. But Superman can finish Batman before Batman even realizes what's going on. That's the whole point of Superman. But the other point with Superman is he wouldn't. That's true. He's the American Boy Scout. That's true. So, like, I would not want to be in a battle royale as Superman because Superman never kills. That's a good point. It's a fair point. And Um, And if you're battling to the death, you have to kill people. Mm. Anyways, but then I was thinking. So okay, what about a villain? Which villain would I would I choose? It would have to be one of the big guys, like Dark Side or Thanos. It'd have to be like extinction level villain. Okay, uh, Galactus. Right, Galactus too. Somebody large and in charge. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is an age-old question. Designed to entertain our listeners, and you have done that, sir. Yeah. Right. Let me ask you this. Between invisibility and flight, which one would you choose? Flight. Flight. All right. Cool. I don't really feel the need to be invisible. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, I just... Why? Being, flying is more efficient. Yeah, well... John, there's a whole piece you can check out later. John Hodgman poses that question. He has a theory that people who choose flight 
are showier. They're they're more of the the um, the um, extroverts, and then people who choose invisibility are the more secretive, introverted type people. Don't need to be seen. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. I can also see just like I have to fly a lot, and mm-hmm. having the power of flight would save me some money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm saying there. All right. Sure. Um, here's a question for you. Where is your current fitness level, and where would you like it to be? Hmm. Current fitness level, it is better than it's been in probably 12 years. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I've been working out a lot, but not as good as it was in high school. So in terms of fitness, I, uh, I definitely feel healthier, feel, feel fitter. Uh, where I'd like it to be, uh, I don't want to talk about in terms of weight or in terms of uh, physique, um, because I, I, I mean, when you say fitness, I think of other things too. That means more than that. But I, I definitely would like to be lighter. I'd like to to have less of a gut. I'm working on getting my my blood levels right, my blood numbers right, cholesterol and triglycerides and stuff. Which for the first time. Uh, and I think ever my cholesterol was actually improving last time since I've been working out regularly, which is pretty awesome. Number one, that's super awesome, especially because you and I are at an age where that's the opposite of the trend. Right. Like when once we hit 30, normally cholesterol starts getting worse and worse. And the fact that yours is getting better is awesome. Yeah, I think it's a combination of the fact that I'm working out about an hour a day every day, but also I'm I'm doing I'm doing I'm hitting fish oil hard. I do like six thousand milligrams a day. Dear Lord. So it's, that's three capsules in the morning, three capsules at night. God, I am never kissing you again. Oh. <laughs> I bet you have the fish burps like crazy. No, you you kind of your body gets used to it. At the beginning, it was like that. Oh. But Ooh. just kind of stopped doing that. I take 1,200 milligrams a day, and that's still there sometimes where I'm just like, oh, Do you chill them? Because someone's telling me you should put them in the fridge. Oh. That if you chill them, it, you, you get less of that. I'll try that. I'll put them in the fridge yeah. uh, after we're done here. Good to know. It's a yeah. tip for all you dragons out there with your fish oil. Put them in a the fridge. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Joel, when in your life did you ever experience a failure, either with your fitness goals or art with conviction or something along those lines? Where was there a time where you just wanted to give it up? Hmm. Let me see. To experience a failure. It's a tough question. Um, ah. well, cause, cause, you know, ideally if you've experienced a failure, you've figured out a way to kind of turn it around, move past it. And so if I, it, I know I have, but to me, I don't, can't, nothing comes really to mind. Um, I, I mean, I can think of a few things here and there, uh, with like with art with conviction, the original plan was to have our first show in September, and I, I was really pushing for that to happen, and uh, we weren't able to pull it off. It couldn't be done, so we had it in October, 
so is that it's it's kind of the way things work, you know. Failure, you that word usually carries a lot of meaning. Like you think, like it's it makes me think of things that are just not recover. You can't recover from them. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, I think of myself as fairly resilient. Um, the the thing is to, to to shake it off. You know, you have to you have to just kind of remind yourself of what it is you're up to, and you know, you know that whenever we you know that experiencing a breakdown is is just an, the other side of the coin for when you're up to something big like if you don't fail you're not playing hard enough absolutely absolutely i just saw i just saw a quote that was on top of an image of obama i don't know if he said it or not but it said that uh if you're hitting all of your marks then you're not you're saying your marks too low oh absolutely yeah so it's that kind of thing once you realize that that you're your quote-unquote failures are just an indication that you're playing a big game. Kind of just doesn't seem like failures anymore. But the, but short of that, I mean, the biggest failures I have is, is when I, I fail to recognize that. You know, I'll have a day where I'm just kind of down on myself and feeling uh, depressed or something, and, and I, I know that I can... I know that there's a way to be at the moment that's not that, and I just cannot seem to get myself out of that funk, mm -hmm. or you know, and then struggle to get out of that funk. So there's a failure there, it's just kind of a, a deep-seated one that it's hard to get out of. But eventually you do, and at least for me, every time I look back on that, I think, oh, that's so silly. But you know, it's just it's inevitable. Yeah. And it's cyclical. You've kind of gotten into this a little bit, but more explicitly, what did that failure back? Uh, in September, having to move it to October, what did that teach you? And obviously, Art with Conviction has like exploded because you've had this. We're coming up on you did, you've done two we're, since then. We're work, working on the second one since then. Yeah. So we're gonna have three by the end of August. We will have done three shows uh, in two different major metropolitan areas. Uh, and yeah, it's, 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 it's growing, it's expanding. So, so what I, what I got from that experience back in September was basically I didn't have any time to dwell on it. Uh, had to, had to move, had to, had to juke and, and jive and, and keep going. So once it became apparent that we were not going to be able to pull, to pull off a show in September, then the next thing was, okay, when, when is the soonest we can pull it off? And, uh, Part of the issue was uh, finding a venue for our first show. We thought we had a venue lined up, and it turned out we didn't. Uh, so what we thought took three months to line up a venue, we were able to line up another venue in less than a month. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So so what I got out of it is that no matter how how bad something seems in the moment, what you need to do is get into action, get moving. Uh, yeah. Dwelling, dwelling on, on, the, on the breakdown, dwelling on the failure is not productive. For sure, yeah. It, it's something we do, and it's. It, and I'm not saying I don't do it, but but uh, the sooner you get done with that part of the process of the failure, the sooner you get to succeeding and doing other things. I hear you. Excellent. I wholeheartedly agree. And do you have... Anything that helps you keep going? Do you have a favorite mantra or motto? Um, I repeat things uh, over and over again. 
different times. So I heard one that I really liked that I had not actually incorporated yet, but it's um, it's uh, basically, thank you very much. I have no complaints. <laughs> I, I, I thought that'd be really cool to be repeating to myself. But no, I, I uh, like when I'm working out and I'm struggling to get, like, I do a lot of elliptical. So, you know, hit, I hit minute 25 or 26, which is about the halfway mark. And I start, Oh, I always get in my head thinking I'm, I'm not going to be able to finish this, which by the way, this doesn't ever happen. I always finish my, my routine, but I have to remind myself I'm good. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. I keep repeating that to myself. Uh, and then I eventually do. The other, other one I repeat a lot is, um, if I'm, if I keep coming up with reasons not to do things, not to take actions, I keep reminding myself that those are just reasons. Just get it done. Absolutely. What gets you up in the morning? What gets you moving? What gets you ready and just excited to tackle each and every new day? Well, lately I've been getting up at about a quarter to six to go to the gym. Uh, and what gets me up in the morning is just the sense of badassdom that I'm doing that. Because uh, not a lot of people do that. So it's the act of getting up and going to the gym that early in the morning. That's pretty, pretty badass. So I like to, I'm, I'm proud of that. So knowing that I get to, to claim that gets me going. Other than that, I don't know. I, I getting up is, I, I like to sleep in. So, uh, part of it is I have to get up cause I have court in the morning and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but really I think what, what is it that keeps me going? is, is uh, something I can speak more to. Because what gets me up is my alarm clock. I mean, <laughs> what, what gets me moving and going is, is just a sense of, of pride in what I do. Um, and, and I enjoy I enjoy doing what I do and being able to, to look back and say, yeah, I, I touched some lines. I made some, I made some differences today. I just the other day, I did a marathon at the jail. I visit, I visit clients at the jail. And I, I just decided today I had nothing on my calendar. So I was going to spend the whole day at the jail seeing clients. And it was kind of like, uh, it's kind of like being a pitcher, pitching a, pitching a no hitter. People were coming into the jail. They'd seen my status on Facebook where I said I was going to do it. Hey, how many guys have you seen so far? How are you doing? How are you holding up? You doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. So I, I, I set myself challenges every once in a while. Yeah. To keep going. See, that's actually immensely helpful for number one, me, and I'm sure a lot of people out there. You set challenges to get yourself excited and moving, whereas some other people might set rewards, or other people might think of something else they accomplished, but you just want to accomplish that next thing, that next challenge. That's huge. That's another sign that you and people like yourself are up to those, you know, those big things. Yeah, I, I think that that is true. Um, if we did everything for rewards, which I like to, I like rewards, but but it, it's not sustainable. For sure. Uh, yeah. You so, can always give yourself another challenge. There's only so many re rewards you can give yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of challenges and rewards, you, sir, 
find yourself in a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, God. And you're fighting for survival from predators, both human and animal. Uh-huh. What do you do to maintain your fitness? <laughs> and what one weapon, real or fake, would you want for protection? And where okay. do you think your life experience would come into play? All right. So <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and, and act like I have any illusions of what my role would be in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. I know wholeheartedly that I would be food for whichever group of people <laughs> I am with. <laughs> I think they would give me a week and a half before they voted to use my body for sustenance. And I'm I'm kind of OK with that. Uh, if I were alone, you're so had, giving. You're so giving. If I were alone, if I'm 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 doing like Mad Max style, surviving on my own out there, what kind of weapon would I want? I feel, okay, so I feel like the the you know that nightstick and Demolition Man. The I forget there was a name for it. The, the electrocuted oh. people. Yes. Yes, I, I know like what that, you're talking about. I feel like that would be a pretty cool weapon. I don't think it requires any kind of. Uh, virtuosity or, or, or serious training to use it because i don't believe it's i don't think it works the way it does in tv and sh in movies where it's like oh we just shoot at a bunch of cans for a while and then suddenly we're amazing marksmen <laughs> wait that's not <laughs> how it works i don't know maybe it is i don't think so though i'd want something that would be fairly easy to use and then i'm also wondering like i don't i don't remember if that thing needed to be charged or not i'm i'm going to assume that it didn't because they never showed you putting they never showed anyone putting it in a charging dock or anything yeah. so i think that that'd be pretty cool that that you know you don't run out of ammo or anything plus i just thought it was a pretty sweet reference to demolition man uh, dude yeah <laughs> i don't i don't think there's ever been a not sweet reference to demolition man i'm actually trying to check up the the weapon on Wikipedia. Yeah. They, they only have their handguns. Oh. Uh, there was that big gun that that uh that Simon uh that Wesley Wesley Snipes' character gets at the museum, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But it, that took a while to to warm up. Yeah, I can't. I bugger. Can't see anything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but it's good to know. So, do you have any? resource uh website or app for a phone that helps you with your nerd or fitness passions uh fitness wise um my gym has an app that i've been using to keep track of my workouts choose fitness c-h-u-z-e uh i don't think you need to be a member of the gym to use their app it's a pretty sweet app uh also i use my fitness pal for tracking calories and intake, uh, which is okay. it's pretty good. It's user friendly. It's got some good tips, recipes, and stuff. I like it for that. Uh, in terms of for my nerding out, I I use my my mobile devices as as TV viewing devices. So I I got the Hulu app. I got the Netflix app. I've been using the Amazon Prime app to watch Orphan Black, which is a great show. You're so welcome. for any any thank you sir for recommending it for any listeners who haven't watched it worth checking out. It's got it all. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, okay. part of my nerding out is knowing who's in stuff. So the IMDb app is key. It's perfect. Yeah. Love that. Well, excellent, man. Yeah. Um, where can people either connect with you or Art with Conviction if they want more sure. information? 
So uh, check out check out our Facebook page again. It's facebook.com slash art with conviction or follow us on Twitter. It's at art conviction. Uh, our website's artwithconviction.org or .com or .net. And uh, as for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at, at JMC591. And if you're in the Tucson area, you can try to catch me doing some improv with the Tucson Improv Movement. Uh, yeah. We have shows on Fridays and Saturdays, 7 and 9 p.m. Uh, every week. $5 gets you in, and we just put on a good show that's never been put on before and never will be put on again. Because it's improv. Because it's improv. I get that. Yeah. Disposable <laughs> comedy. <laughs> All right. And finally, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast? Figure out what you're up to. Figure out what it is you want to accomplish and then take actions to accomplish it. Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Don't worry about whether you're doing it the right way or the wrong way. Just go out there and do it. Nice. I like that. All right, all you dragons, this has been another edition of the Dumbos and Dragons podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Sweet. Yeah. That was that fun. Go well? I, go like, well. I like listening to your face. Aw. As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. Connect with us on Twitter at dumbbellsdragon. Also, our theme song, Roll a D6 by Assorted Intricacies, can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.